Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage. Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together. Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode 43 of Destination Marriage. I'm Tommy. And I'm Jackie. And we are thrilled you have joined us on our journey today. So today's episode is about a documentary that you turned me on to recently that many of you may have seen or may not have seen. It's pretty popular right now. It is called The Housewife and the Hustler about Tom Girardi and Erica Girardi, who is a, what, a Beverly Hills housewife for on the show, right? She's on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's also a... Don't even say pop star. Just don't even say it. We're definitely going to have to touch on that. But yeah, (laughs) she is a pop star as well. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So our episode, we're going to talk about this, this documentary. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's very interesting and eye opening and sad in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And then really, uh, focus on how narcissism is like so rampant in this, in this documentary and this, this whole charade of a charade of a, of a life that. Um, we're going to talk about it with marriage too, mm-hmm. not just with, with in the context of this documentary, but you know, how does that impact marriage and relationships? Right. Absolutely. So most of you are probably familiar with Aaron Brockovich. Um, that's the legal clerk who was instrumental in building a case against the Pacific gas and electric company on, of California. Mm-hmm. Um, they were guilty of played dumping. by Julia Roberts. Yes. Um, they were guilty for dumping a carcinogen known as hexavalent chromium and forgive me if I did not pronounce that correctly but it's um, hexavalent but you hexavalent, know whatever I tried <laughs> um, but the trial lawyer who won the 460 million dollar settlement was actually Tom Girardi mm-hmm. which obviously um, in the documentary that Tommy just mentioned is quote unquote the hustler um, in the title and the housewife is none other than Erica Girardi or some may know her as Erica Jane that's her, that's her stage name. <laughs> don't, definitely don't know her as Erica Jane. Or alter ego, right? I mean, that's really how she portrays herself on the show. She has an alter ego. It's her stage name. Mm. She's, you know, she's a TV personality that she's really kind of playing up this whole, you know, I have an alter ego and it's empowering. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Best line in Aaron Vakovich was when Julia Roberts offered the glass of water to the, to the lawyers who were trying to like undercut and like low bit low ball them on their on their offer just go oh, would you like some water and they're like sure and he goes oh it's from whatever that town was mm-hmm. to like drive home the point yeah that was a pretty strong point yeah so anyways back to the documentary i i was blown away when i when I, you had told me about it mm-hmm. and i you know certainly know who the lawyer was you know and i I'd heard the name tom girardi and i'm and you know we've watched beverly hills uh the housewives quite a bit and over the over the years and i tend to scream at the tv like these people are just driving me nuts but <laughs> um you know still watch it right like it's still entertaining at times um even yeah, if i disagree I mean, it's, most it's, of the time right, with it's, them it's supposed to be a reality show i mean what percentage of it is actually true well 
obviously this is a clear example that some of this is truly smoke and mirrors. Right. But um, so give us a little backstory on who is Tom yes. Girardi. Because we have like two kind of whole paths, right, that then mm-hmm. met when they got married. So Tom Girardi, as as Jackie mentioned, was uh, a very powerful lawyer in, in L.A. Um, not only was he, he kind of made his big splash with the whole Aaron Brockovich, PG&E um, deal, but he has been... A until I watched the documentary, I didn't realize he'd been, he's been a powerful, like law force of law in the LA area for years, for Mm -hmm. generations. Um, so Erica was his third wife. He's had married a couple of times. They didn't really hit on that. They just kind of mentioned it briefly. Um, but one of the lawyers, I thought the one of the line that was interesting was one of the lawyers in the documentary said he was LA law. Mm -hmm. Like he was it, like he had so much power um, lawyers that wanted to become DAs or judges or even like local politicians sort of had to get his blessing or kiss the ring, if you will. Yeah. He had a lot of people in his back pocket, which to me seems like there are probably other, um, questionable dealings. You know, yeah. Which they didn't with, touch on here, but yeah, like to have I'm that sure much influence. Just, right. Yeah. Right. Like there's, there's stuff that happens. I'm sure mm-hmm. that we'll never know about. Yeah. But, um, so what the the focus of this whole documentary on was really about what is now his real issue, and that's the legal um, issues that he is running into um, around embezzling or stealing from his clients, and then using that money for a variety of uh, selfish or self-serving purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there apparently was been like a lot of rumblings and even like lawsuits against him over the years or like clients or Mm -hmm. other lawyers that maybe he partnered with on certain cases that they would, they would sue because he wasn't getting, they weren't paying out. And, um, basically he was, he was definitely undercutting people, stealing money, um, you know, under the uh, number of different, I'm sure like, um, stories that he would tell, you know, he definitely knew he was a really good storyteller. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew he was obviously a master manipulator. I think the case that actually blew everything open was the 20, um, in 2020, it was the 2018 lion air Boeing plane crash. Um, that basically, you know, that house of cards. Uh, yeah, it really just came down it, because, because he was he was sued publicly for the first time, like yeah. from like a law, law firm in Chicago for two million dollars. That basically just was unaccounted for. That was due to the family. It wasn't paid out. It yeah, wasn't paid it wasn't out. paid out at it all. Just, yeah, and so and that really he, blew it all up, like in the public sphere. Right, and when he was asked about, you know, questioned because this obviously was during the quarantine, um, as far as the hearing, um, they had asked him where did the $2 million go? And his attorney basically said, you know, we won't be answering that question. Right. Imagine that. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of money to not know where it went. You know, maybe I don't know where that $5 went. I thought I just had it in my pocket, but $2 million. Come on now. It's yeah, it was clearly uh, sketchy. So let's take a step back. Let's talk a little bit about Erica. Yeah. Learn about Tom. Who's er- who's this Erica Jane? Yeah, right. Um, so Erica Girardi, aka Erica Jane. Um, if you do watch Real Housewives, you're probably familiar with who she is just from the show. But Erica actually had been married previously. Um, she was married to another gentleman who was also named Tom, <laughs> and she had a child with him when she lived in New Jersey on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a stripper at the time and worked for a strip joint. A very Famous one, I believe it is 
owned by a mob family. Uh, um, a strip club owned by a mob family in Jersey, really? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, but then, you know, she said, you know what? New York's really not going to deliver the type of fame that I want. So she decided. The lifestyle that she the wanted. Li- well, she said she wanted to be famous, obviously, mm-hmm. at, at all costs, at any cost, right? So she left her son with um, her ex-husband, moved to L.A., and decided, I'm going to be on my way to fame and stardom. Here mm-hmm. I come. So she actually met Tom while working at a restaurant by the name of Chasen's. Um, this is a really high-end restaurant. So if you think about, you know, where attorneys probably or high-powered individuals meet for a lunch, you know, to discuss um, a case or a business dealing, mm-hmm. you know, he was a regular there. Um, and I, based on her memoir, she actually wrote a book. Um, I believe it came oh. out in 2018. I don't know they call it a memoir. It was called a memoir. Yeah, her autobiography. Um, <laughs> She said um, that she was actually the one to make the first move. Yeah? Yes. So she slipped him her number. I'm sure she did some recon of who he was. Well, by uh, then, he'd been coming in for from, for a year, right? So yeah. she probably knew at that point who he was. Um, and, you know, she's trying it wasn't to climb for up his that letter. plus 30 years on her striking good looks that she reached out to him, I'm sure. Right. So he, so she gives him her number. She tells him, hey, by the way, I'm single. Um, and then his receptionist. Or I can't his second, stand this woman. Sorry. <laughs> Every single thing I'm going to say about her is negative. Like, I'm sorry. The rest <laughs> of this episode, it's all going to be negative. Well, here's the thing. Neither one of them, honestly, they're, they're probably a match made in heaven. If we look at both. Or in hell. Well, if you're, uh, yeah. if you're the I'm victims, just saying, right? I'm just saying, you know. They're I know both, what you're saying. Yeah. They're both uh, very delusional. So anyway, so she gets a call from his receptionist asking her to meet him for dinner for a date. And she said no, because if he wanted to ask her on a date, he would have to call her. I'll give her props. I'll give her props. Um, Like that's, you know, she's like playing quasi hard to get, but like making her her flag, I guess. I'm sure. And he probably liked that she had some chutzpah, you know, like, oh, chutzpah, is that what we're calling it? Okay. All right. Um, think about it. There's probably a lot of women who would have just shown up because he's a powerful man right. and said, That's okay, fair. sure. I'll be there. What? In five minutes? Yeah, I'll be there. The, fact that, <laughs> the fact that she gave some pushback probably intrigued him. If I had a guess. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he does invite <laughs> her out on a date. Um, they court and start living together. I think it was for about six months before he actually proposed. Didn't they get married, um, like, at a country club or something, like, on a whim? On golf course. Yeah, oh, on the golf course um, at the country club. And I think, you know, the country clubs, like, they'll have, like, a restaurant or a dining yeah. area. I think he found there was a judge that happened to be there at the time that could marry them. No prenup. No prenup. And when he proposed, this is something I do want to stress because I think this is really odd. And, and I'm curious if other women would be okay with this or just they don't think it's a big deal. But he said, I'll give you whatever you want. But I will not wear a wedding, a wedding ring. I think it's uncomfortable. I don't want to wear one. But I'll give you whatever you want. And she didn't have any qualms with that. To me, that would be a huge red flag. Like, why wouldn't... I mean, get, then get a tattoo. I don't know. Paint it on. I, I mean, we'll find the most comfortable ring we can possibly find. She's so delusional. I don't think she cared. I, I, I think she just heard, I will give, give you, you whatever you want. You want then, or then everything like, you want. Charlie Brown uh, teacher. The rest of it was wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably. Yep. So, fast forward, what, 20 years? Yeah, so they've now been married 21 years. 21 years. Yeah, total. But um, obviously, this everything started to actually crumble 
prior to her filing for yeah. divorce recently. Mm-hmm. So what did she, what tell, tell us about her, her quote, pop star, you know, rise, which the reality was, it was simply him funding it to like the tune of $20 million, $20 million. So invested in her quote, pop career prior to her actually joining the cast of the real housewives. That's right. Yeah. It was prior to, um, she had, they had been married for a while. And here's the thing when they got married, she didn't actually really pursue like a heavy acting career or singing or anything. I think she was just wrapped up in like, Oh my gosh, I have tons of money now and I can go and do all these things. They were traveling everywhere. Finally, she came to him and said, look, I think she was probably in her early thirties, mid thirties. She said, I want to be a pop star. Mm-hmm. I, I want a career in music and I want you to make it happen for me. <laughs> He's like, okay. So he gave her, well, I mean, think about it. So at this point they've been married for a while. Yeah. So maybe she knows things, right? She might know uh, things. Who knows? That's a good accusation. I he, like it. Or he's like, you know what? This is a way for me to hide my money. He gives her $20 million to start this pop star career. Mm-hmm. She then has basically a team. It's not like she's a musician. She's writing all of her own music, designing her clothes. No, she has a team. Make she has artist, like, desire. yeah, they pay for everything. Yes. She basically just, you know, she's learns everything. She's the face of this, this machine. Yeah. That's all she is. So, you know, it's basically, she's, she's a terrible singer. She's playing dress up and she's playing with his money, which it's like monopoly money to her, mm-hmm. you know? Meanwhile, that $20 million of blood money, you know, which um, it literally was blood money. At yeah. This, I yeah. mean, whether it was, you know, put in her career or things that were purchased for the home, there's definitely monies that were spent that disappeared that funded this lifestyle. Right. So anyways, her career actually wasn't taking off mm-hmm. and he was about to pull the plug and say, look, you know. Like this, 20 million in nothing's hat came of it probably yeah. you know we're gonna have to hang our hat up on this it's not happening anymore um she decided or had been pursued by bravo to join the show and it was a smart move actually it paid off and yeah, then like, then she got popular for a minute she got really popular yeah. yeah it really took off for her because then she had you know all of these followers from just the show in general that were curious about her music right yep, so right. then they probably started to get a return i don't even know if they got all 20 million back but they probably just see they probably did see somewhat of a return so in the meantime mm-hmm. what the documentary really spends most of the time talking about are uh, it, it talks about like three cases that were part of the tom girardi's law firm the mm-hmm. first one um is really they spent the most time on and that was actually it's two separate cases mm-hmm. but one family where there was a pg&e again and there was a pipe that burst and it exploded and caused this massive fire and killed some people and then there's one guy who um who had like all these burns and they won all this you know it was uh, 11 million dollars yeah did they ever say exactly how much it was but 11 million um i believe is still due to oh, the family that, that's right yeah they actually got it done. Um, yeah who experienced this tragedy. So one person, um, it was the, the guy that's actually in the documentary that shows all of his the, mm-hmm. the burns and the skin graft it's and terrible. everything. He's going to be um, in a lifetime of surgeries and pain. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's changed his life forever. His girlfriend was actually on the property, I believe. And she they, died. Yeah. She died. Her family went with another attorney and they did receive their money. They did not uh, work I, I with Tom. So her oh. family did receive their funds. They went through a, a completely different firm. Um, not Tom Girardi. So basically what he did was he convinced them once the, the deal was, was struck, right? They settled it. Mm-hmm. There's very specific like legal process that needs to be followed as far as the money gets put here and mm-hmm. then dispersed here and so on. He convinced them to 
keep it with him, keep the, the, the money with him so he could quote, like invest it and guarantee all this stuff. He and guaranteed re- a 6% rate of return. Right. No guarantee, no loss, all this mm-hmm. stuff. The reality was he was probably, there's probably who knows how many sophisticated shell companies, right? He was extorting, he was embezzling that money mm-hmm. from all kinds of people, other lawyers, victims. In the meantime, she's on The Real Housewives walking through her closet showing off $100,000 bags in their Pasadena estate that's mm-hmm. up on a mountain. They have two jets. Two jets. And so that's where like the documentary kind of merges into like, what were they thinking? Yeah, think about that. Right? <laughs> because obviously these things, a, a lot of what was happening, the $11 million you know, dollars that was due to that family, the $2 million due for um, the plane crash victims, he also owns, he also owes, sorry, $5 million to a law office. I think it's a law office of Philip R. Sheldon mm-hmm. for cases that were referred to Tom Girardi's yeah. firm. And they had a contract in place and everything. They won those cases. Never paid never out. Paid out. Yeah. It's the, the, what is owed, like it's still kind of a lot of it's under seal as far as like who the creditors are. But I mean, it's massive to the point where the the state or the city or whatever district attorney, whoever mm-hmm. it was, I don't know if it was federal or state. They, it was involuntary bankruptcy. Like mm-hmm. they froze everything. Like it was clear it's eventually. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of the things that was kind of sad when, when they were talking about it at the beginning is some of the people were like, who do we go to when he had so much power? What do we go to the, you know, yeah. Who do you the call? bar? Do right. we go to the city attorney? Like who, where do we go? Cause How everybody's his friend. Complaint? Yeah, exactly. You feel powerless at that right. point. And a lot of these people had already, that. maybe not those attorneys. They obviously filed immediately because they know mm-hmm. um, the law and, and how to go through that process. They actually filed not only against Tom, but towards uh, to Erica as well. Well, her lawsuit. name's all over all these different shell companies. It, she's and yeah, It is, but she's claiming to not have any knowledge of, yeah, of any that. of this. So that's the million dollar question. Right. And I'm not, I'm not buying that. I mean. I'm not for a second. Yeah. I actually think. When she, this is a theory. Okay. This is not in the documentary. This is my theory, Jackie theory. I think the year that she came to him and said, I want to be a pop star. Mm -hmm. She knew that there were really shady things going on. Either he divulged information. He came to her, you know, whatever pillow talk. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. She's like, I'm going to be there for you. And cause she's a smart cookie. Okay. She's calculated. She's smart. And she's like, okay, well I've got all this power now. And he really needs me. The tables have turned a little bit, oh, right? Okay. I want to be a pop star. Mm. I'll keep your secrets. I'll stick by you. You can put my name in this. Hey, and you can hide the money here in my pop star business. I wouldn't That's give her theory. that much credit on the hiding the money piece, but she very well could have. I could see her absolutely leveraging mm-hmm. anything she has to get what she wants. I don't know if she, if she's if she's clever enough to you know, know how to, you know, launder money through a shell, you know, corporation. And I mean, maybe, but ev- all by all appearances and everything she says, it's, it's, it's delusional. It's about me mm-hmm. M- materialistic things. It doesn't sound like it's really strategic financing. Actually, one of her, <laughs> I think her, her big hit was it's expensive to be it, me. Yeah. That's so song. <laughs> <sighs> take a breath, take a breath. Tom. Well, now it's really expensive if you think about it. So, so the the big news that kind of broke a lot of this was also when she filed a divorce and at the beginning of the year, right? At the beginning of twenty twenty. Actually, she or filed was it beginning of twenty twenty one. No, she filed for divorce um, actually on election day. 
That's when the, oh, the news that's came right. out. Yeah. Okay, so end of end of 2020. Right, because she did. She was asked about you know why did you do it on that day? She really tried to strategically do that. She said to take the heat off of her. She thought that it'll just you know kind of fall. The election the day was so important. Election yeah. day was such a big deal last year. Perfect time, right? No one's going to be looking at me. Mm. And then, obviously, that didn't happen. So that then becomes like, was that a strategic divorce? Was it in order to hide her assets? That's the other question. Yeah. Is it because they're trying to hide money in now they're trying to actually go back through? Here's the other thing. Okay. So now we're being, we're looking at four or five years of video. Documented documented video of all their their assets. Of all their assets. All the jets, all the trips, all the items in their home. They actually did a home tour. You can go through her mm-hmm. closet and see, count how many, all those bags, how much those bags. That's pretty easy to go through the closet and just see Chanel, Burke, and Chanel, you know, all or these items. when the jewelry and the clothes and the, the, the cars and the, the right. plane. I mean, so it begs the question, mm-hmm. what in the world was he thinking? What was he's, he thinking? He's, a, he's like a highly intelligent guy, right? Already successful. Didn't need to do this. He was all very, already very wealthy. So like, and he wasn't on the show a lot, right? He, he was did. here, the, here, he made here and like there. a handful of appearances, but he's, he wasn't like trying to gain fame from the show. No. So she clearly was, was he just like, well, it's all going to come crumbling down and eventually anyways, just might as well ride this out, ride the wave for as long as possible and let her be happy. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, cause, and, and if you see the deposition he gave, mm-hmm. he's like decrepit. He's 81. Well, they're saying he has, is it Alzheimer's? That's what they're, they diagnosed him with Alzheimer's, right? And then one of the lawyers who's, you know, he's careful on the documentary. He's not going to be acting. He's like, I can't speak to this. Mm-hmm. What I can say is a year ago, before all this mess started happening, he was out and about town giving speeches and talks at, you know, society mm-hmm. events. Yeah. Not showing the, the anywhere near any the, signs, any signs of, of Alzheimer's and all of a sudden everything comes down. It, it, it kind of reminds me, we were joking about like, you see the movies of like mobsters once they're finally caught and brought to jail they're they come, they get wheeled in with oxygen tanks and they're like, <laughs> our, our clients are clearly too old. And you know, and yeah. in the meantime, they're plotting, you know, hits like in the back room of the, the, the courtroom, you know? Right. So it's like, I don't know. Again, Do they have to prove that he actually has that medical condition now, though? I mean, things are... I think, I guess, from what they said in the documentary, if they are able to show that he's not mentally competent any longer, like, that mm-hmm. could reduce the criminal charges. It's against not gonna, him or her? Against him. It's not going to... The potential of criminal charges, I guess. But it's not going to take... It's not going to change anything financially. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going after everything they own. Like, they, they're done. Yeah. So... Let's talk about Erica Mm -hmm. and what our thoughts are in this and how it ties to like this narcissistic behavior that both of them clearly are narcissists. They both are. I mean, so I think that I'm still sticking by my theory. I have literally, I don't have anything to back it up. It's just my theory, (laughs) but it is pure speculation and gossip. It really, it really is. But I'm just trying to think, okay, there's still a lot behind the scenes, right? That we don't know. So if we're just trying to put all these puzzle pieces together. And again, documentaries are always slanted. They always have an agenda, right? Mm -hmm. So let's, but I don't really care about this one though. Sorry. Like, like I'm not going to give anybody the benefit of the doubt here. No, there's any way you not try that anybody to, cares, but no, but I mean, it doesn't <laughs> like, there's no way to spin it, to put them in a positive light at right. all. None. You know, there wasn't, first of all, even if someone said, Oh, I needed the money for this. I'm so sorry. I'll pay it back. Okay. That's still terrible, but he didn't need the money. It was greed. It was greed. He was already a millionaire. 
multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. Not like, you know. He was very well established in his career. She came in long after he had already had, you mm-hmm. know, been established his name and had success and fame, you mm-hmm. know, so which is probably the reason why she pursued him. She knew she'd be walking into a situation like all of a sudden I went from rags to riches. You know, that's really... I think that was really her end game. Oh, it was strategic and manipulative and, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 her narcissism is clearly around her delusion of, you know, how, how important she is and how she maybe, she, you know, I don't know. We don't know what she knows, but part of her was so delusional. I think that she doesn't care. Yeah. She's so selfish and so self-absorbed and so delusional and so narcissistic that she's like, it's all about me, right. period. Mm-hmm. And what I want, what I get. And for him, I, the the fact that his, his, I see it, at least my, my opinion, if you look at some of these, you know, traits of narcissistic behavior or narcissist, you know, mm-hmm. superior attitude and delusion and uh, distorts facts to, you know, suit your own agenda obviously controlling lack of sympathy mm-hmm. like he's clearly narcissistic and and the fact that he would allow the show to come film in his own in his own home yeah whether I, she manipulated him or not like clearly he's mm-hmm. he's so narcissistic narcissistic himself that he allowed that to happen mm-hmm. knowing full well it put him at legal risk because of, yeah, he knows the law yeah like yeah it's, I mean, come on. He knows the law in and out, but yet he feels is that comfortable enough to put himself out, expose himself and her and potentially their, you know, their wrongdoings because truly people that are that narcissistic, they believe they're above the law. Mm-hmm. And in this case is, yeah. I mean, not all narcissists believe they're above the law, but like they're yeah, but superior been other documentaries, and even yeah. like murderers. They, people even have even said like, like they're untouchable. Yeah. They feel mm-hmm. like nothing can touch them. You know, they feel like. Even if this was someone who doesn't have fame or doesn't have money, these narcissistic behaviors can really be, and in, in, in really across the board, you know, can really affect any relationship or marriage. So, like, but for them, because it's like there's so much glam and lights and camera and all this stuff, it's just and people fawning over them. Yeah, and that's why I say, you know, a lot of the stuff that people were seeing in this reality show obviously was smoke and mirrors because what was going on in public clearly wasn't what was going on in in private or mm-hmm. behind closed doors because what he was portraying and who he was when he was in the public especially on the show people thought he was so well respected a stand-up guy always fighting for the little guy he was stealing from the little guy mm-hmm. that's what's so disgusting about this whole thing to me like mm-hmm. I mean, embezzling is never good, never right. It's always wrong. But like, it's one thing, right? If you're embezzling from your multinational corporation and, you know, you, you stole a few million dollars because, you know, of, of corporate billions. Corporate he, greed. Yeah. Like <laughs> he literally stole out of people who were, were victims of mm-hmm. tragedies or of corporate misdeeds, right? Mm-hmm. Like intentional stuff that they, that they were responsible for and they got they won a, a settlement and now they're re-victimized by this guy yeah like it's like doubly sickening mm-hmm. and so we were talking about this and I, I thought about it the other night when we were kind of talking about this episode and you you know we were like she's she's trying to have this defense of well these were gifts 
So they're not part of the marital assets. They're gifts to me. And she's hiding items. And like a, yeah, I, like, she, yeah, apparently she's hiding stuff and which is all conjecture. We don't know. Right. Like we don't know exactly. But well, so she's left the mansion. I'm sure she didn't leave without her, you know, 50 Birkenbacks <laughs> or whatever. Something tells me those went with her. So when we were talking about it and thinking, well, OK, let's assume she didn't know mm-hmm. for the sake of this argument. Right. She had no idea that any of this money was was wrong. She just was the doting wife and she thought her husband just loved her and was giving her all this stuff because of pure love. And they were all gifts. And she was all, you know, altruistic with everything she she thought she was pure and as the wind driven snow Mm -hmm. with her her knowledge of what was going on. Yeah. So what? Mm -hmm. Like that's got to go. That stuff needs to that's that's gone like she well, benefited from from that that revictimization and that mm-hmm. stealing so Even whether she so. Wh- whether she knew or not mm-hmm. doesn't matter yeah in my opinion i agree right like and let's she, say even if she quote was a victim of his hiding and all, so what she still benefited it for 20 years she benefited from his mm-hmm. his his terrible actions so that was i i said knowing full well she would never do this mm-hmm. if she was had no knowledge of this whatsoever. Yeah. The second she found out that all this stuff happened, she should have given it all back. I agree. Wouldn't you feel like there's no way I want to carry this? Right. You know, if she was innocent. Right. And she would have like, even if she didn't know, like you said, she would feel guilty and, and compassion towards people that were, had lost that money, needed that money. And go over the top of like. Here's everything back and, and give, yeah, and then everything go, back. go further, right? Like yeah. for penance, uh, not, not a believe in penance, but like, you know what I mean? No, like, to, to, to make, to, to, to write, write a wrong as much you know as she mean? possibly could. Absolutely. And guess what? She hasn't done any yeah. of that. Well, she, yeah, she's just trying not to look close. the other way. And by leaving the house, I think she had in an interview recently, she mentioned something along the lines of, well, I left my Ferrari, I want to have a Ferrari, and I left my whatever, how much Again, the home is. the narcissism just um, is so out of this and so delusion. I think, is, yes, for people to feel bad. You you left your Ferrari, oh not your, what? I think it's the house is for sale for like $11 million. $11 million. Your $11 million estate? What? Yeah. You, oh, my goodness. You're only living in your private villa in Please. you know the south of France now? Yeah. And look, I'm all for people that I, I'm not anti-capitalist or anti-people making as much money as they possibly no, can. Not at all. But when it's done on the backs, on the backs of, of other people, of other people, that's that just you know, it's just wrong. Yeah, but, you know, and we're not talking about like they won more or you know like mm-hmm. some. There's winners and losers in deals. There's winners and losers in sales. I mean, mm-hmm. there is, and it, that's different than than like you said on the backs of like taking advantage of people or mm-hmm. flat out hurting people in order to get ahead just i have no sympathy whatsoever for that mm-hmm. none not, not that she that. cares but since we're since this is our podcast and we're going to talk about whatever we want yeah <laughs> sorry I'm going off on a <laughs> rant here like i really hate these people <laughs> well hate's a strong word no i hate, hate these people this i just, hate okay. these people well the whole they've destroyed people's lives yeah absolutely but the whole idea around, um, like you said, there's winners and there's losers, right? They had already won. They had already taken their winnings. He had been paid. So they're taking other people's winnings, you know? So he did win those cases, or mm-hmm. his firm won those cases, right? He already took his money. And then it was just pure greed that wanted to take more. And I'm sure that she had a hand in it and wanted more money 
and wanted to live a lifestyle because she knew other things. I'm sticking to my my theory here, but you know, and, and I, even at a minimum, right? She is tied into that whole social scene. Mm-hmm. People have been there's been rumblings and talks, and even if she maybe she was so narcissistic and and she had just convinced herself like, well, we're on top, and people are always you know going to say whatever they want to say in order to try to mm-hmm. take people that are on top down. Yeah. Even though she didn't do anything to get on top, she just mm-hmm. rode the coattails. Or did she? Well, she probably did a lot. <laughs> yeah. Or did she? Nice. There was probably a plenty of that yeah. as part of this equation. Um, and I just, I, it's disgusting when I, when I finish watching mm-hmm. the whole thing. And, and again, I know that they could be slanted and they can manipulate things in documentaries. That happens all the time. Yeah. But like when there's a lot of smoke mm-hmm. and like a lot of smoke, like there's a fire somewhere. Yeah. Right. And there's so much smoke here. And, and once the, once the court kind of eventually try mm-hmm. to works through this whole process. Yeah. I think it's it, going to take probably over the next few months as they go through. Yeah. Actually, we're like attorney, in the middle of it right now. Like yeah, it's happening still, in live. Kind yeah, of, yeah. This is still happening. I actually think, I think it's November. Um, it might be November that the, they might have like another court hearing oh, really? or something like that. I know they're, they're, she had an attorney this spring recently, I want to say maybe in May, that actually just fired her as his client because I guess a lot of stuff started to come out. That she was being untruthful to him? Right, yeah. about the um, the assets. And sure. so when they started going through things, and they're also using clips from Bravo and mm-hmm. going through all that information. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like just their he, closet alone could he, pay he off half of it. He backed out. He said, no, absolutely not. You're not being truthful with me. Yeah, you know, I, can't I can't do my job. You. Yeah. I can't represent you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, right. I, you know, that's probably going to bite them in the ass. But, you know, that, whatever, that's, that's on them. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying, like, earlier, we were talking about how narcissistic do you have to be. Just a few things that, you know, we were talking about with like narcissistic behavior mm-hmm. and through that list, they, they absolutely check off multiple boxes here. So I'm just going to go through the list. Two-faced. Yep. Blames others for failures. Which oh, she's like, oh, I, it was yes. him, not me. And then he it did him. it too. They, they showed some voicemails that he would leave to clients who were mm-hmm. already well past, like they're trying to get their money and, and he's got this real kind of. They said like a oh, couple. He's a sweet talker. He is. He's a good. I mean, he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Like he said, and he the uh, some of the clients said, yeah, he just did a great job of making you feel like you were his only client, mm-hmm. or you were his favorite, or his client. favorite client. You yeah, were his friend. He cared about you. And yeah. he's there was some of those voicemails. He was blaming. You could hear him. He's like, oh, I'm I'm with you. Like we're I'm trying to get paid too. Mm-hmm. Right. You he know, was trying to act as though he's a victim. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sadistic, man. It really is. And so acts different in public versus private, obviously. Unreliable. Superior attitude, 100%. Lives in a fantasy world. No, Erica doesn't live in a fantasy world, Jackie. She is She is on point. She's down to earth. <laughs> she's not materialistic in any way, shape, or form. Definitely not. Oh, and by never the way, mind. She has a, a persona, like a, or she, what does she call it? A, her, an alter an ego. An alter ego. Okay. So if that's not a fantasy world, it's I don't know It's literally what a is. fantasy yeah, world. It is. Exactly. Ugh. Distorts the truth or facts to suit own agenda. And that's, that's definitely- That's clear for both of them. Absolutely. For both. Only emotionally available when they want something. And that's where I think she probably- Is the played, queen of it. I think she played that card there. Yeah. Agreed. Um, lacks sympathy for others, clearly. Controlling, provokes people, then blames them for the fight. Yeah, like that one, we, I don't, who knows, but like, 
I've seen that in life. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what, so, you know, we're going to have, we're going to kind of really dive into this in another episode around like in relationships, but I think mm-hmm. that's something that happens a lot. Yeah. Right. And I think it's one of those things that really should be highlighted in a, mm-hmm. unfortunately in a marriage sometimes or mm-hmm. any type of relationship. It's like, you know, I've, I've heard the, uh, kind of example of like a With customer that. service rep, like we'll get, uh, you know, somebody that's calling in about a complaint, like so w- wound up, they finally just like drop an F bomb mm-hmm. and the person's like, Oh, I can't believe I'm not, allowed. I, I will not take stand for that. You are not allowed to curse at me and then hang up. So they don't have mm-hmm. to actually deal with the real situation. So yeah. it's like they provoke, provoke this reaction and then get mad at the reaction and then like turn it right around on somebody. Mm, yeah. It's very manipulative. It really is. But I think, you know, definitely in, in this situation, um, you know, he probably did it in a more clever way. Um, I don't think that it doesn't sound like he was raging, you know, at people. No, no one has actually come forth and said that he acted that like that. You know, she did now actually say that he was very mean at times to her when he, she filed for this. I don't know if any of that's true. I'm just saying like, she's trying to place, right. She's again, you know, she's living in a probably delusional, but the other one is cannot admit to mistakes. Yeah. So in this case, neither one of them are admitting to a mistake at all yeah even his deposition level of accountability here at all none none he said i mean they didn't show much but they just showed that one clip where he said well i used to have like 50 million and and that's gone gone. just like kind of matter of factly where the heck does 50 million dollars go he had one account alone that had one checking account had 20 million dollars well they're gonna grocery bill i mean what are you (laughs) serious like yeah uh, who knows? Well, that, that'll to be determined, right? That's what yeah. they said. There was a lot of stuff that the, the investigative reporters that once, once there's like blood in the water, like then people just pounce all over it. Once mm-hmm. they realized he, he was basically powerless, then everybody just came out of the woodworks. Yeah. And even well, more is going to come out. For oh sure. yeah. Absolutely. And even the, even the bar association, the mm-hmm. California bar, they, they responded to some of the inquiries about how they missed many, many, mm-hmm people's complaints about his, him and his law firm over the years. Why? They missed them? Well, they quote missed them. Oh, okay. And then they said, we're, we're, as a result, we're making changes. Like they're covering their butts. There was some hush money there. Or power, right? Maybe it wasn't direct money, but like people look the other way because it's their friend and that guy's Uh, got power. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Right. But like, clearly there were, you know, he's been disbarred. He's been not, I don't know if he's been technically disbarred, but he's not allowed to practice law in the state of California anymore. But you know, they, the bar association is kind of, there's always like the rats will scatter mm-hmm. when, when the light's exposed, right? Like yeah. people run for cover. That's kind of a natural response, I guess, in general, if, especially if you're like involved on the periphery mm-hmm. of things, you know, some of these things are, but like the power and the narcissism that he that that's like power and narcissism is like one of the worst combinations. Right. Right. But even if you don't have power and I, and this is going to be part of this, the second part of this podcast, Yeah. you know, talking about narcissism and narcissistic behavior, even without the power, if you, you don't even have to be a multimillionaire to really allow the poison of narcissistic behavior to destroy your marriage mm-hmm. or other or relationships. relationships or yeah. And so how do you, how do you recognize it? How do you deal with it? And how mm-hmm. do you resolve it and change whether yeah. you're the victim or the person that, uh, well victim in, in this case, yes, mm-hmm. it's hard to get somebody to change, but I mean like in a relationship, how can you right on work? both ends? Yeah. On both ends. Um, so I'm going to stop uh, voicing my opinion <laughs> on Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. 
Uh, but it just, you know, there's a lot of times where it's like you hear about stories of rich people with these things happening, like ultra wealthy, not just like, oh, they're, you know, the 1%, whatever. Like I'm talking about like ultra wealthy and it's like, ah, rich people problems, right? You joke. Mm-hmm. This one makes me angry because it it's on the backs of, of mm-hmm. regular, sometimes poor, mm-hmm. sometimes well, always victims, right? Yeah. It's on their backs that this happened. And it really just, it just pisses me off mm-hmm. to like, there's no like rolling your eyes and eh, rich people problems, mm-hmm. right? You know, like, oh, their art, their art was stolen. Their, their, their Monet was stolen from their mansion. Like, <laughs> eh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you because know, like, all of the, all of the victims experienced some form of loss, you know, whether, terrible. whether it was the loss of their own personal health or uh, life. a loss of a, li- mm-hmm. a, a loved one or their life. And you know, thinking about these family members, even if it was like the mom of the son, you know, she's hurting. You don't want to see your child hurting. You know, he's hurting every single day. Mm-hmm. She's mourning for him. So all of these people were already hurting. So one of those things, you know, when people are actually experiencing mourning or loss, they're not in their right frame of, course. of mind. And he just, and he, he just knew pounces that. on it. He, I he, think he using knew psychology, the, he's a master of it, right. unfortunately. They're busy dealing with the hurt and the pain in the morning. They're not going to see what I'm you doing behind the You can trust me. You can trust me. Let me take care of it. Yeah, right. it's, it's sick. It and really is. Gonna, he, he's, he's at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, let's it, be honest. Well, if he really does have Alzheimer's. I mean, that I, could also yeah, be Either way, falsehood. right? He's still in his 80s and he mm-hmm. doesn't look healthy. You know, he, he, he doesn't has, look healthy. Yeah, his he, he does look like he's aged quite a bit. But she's in the middle of her life. And I'm sorry, but she needs to pay too. Mm-hmm. Like justice needs to be served. Yeah. And it's not, we only have one Lamborghini instead of two. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was a Ferrari. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, but to their credit, they froze everything. Mm-hmm. They But if, if she's not held to account, then... Um, that's gonna that's gonna really be sad, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and, and justice not being served for those. Well, victims. that's why I'm saying she took all of those things so she could sell them. You know, you sell a Birkin bag, you're good for a little while, right? But on that note, we're going to um, exit stage left, but we're gonna be back. <laughs> uh, part two is gonna be about obviously our focus on narcissistic behavior, the poison that it is to marriages and relationships. So be sure to tune in. And thanks again for listening, guys. I'm going to go have a drink. All right. Bye, Bye guys. guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews. And we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.